What's up, Rejects? How y'all doing today? It's uh, me, Tony the Kid. Sorry. <laughs> this new episode, Chilling with the Rejects. I go Uncle RJ here. Say what's up. Hey, hey, hey. It's Uncle RJ. <laughs> well, thank y'all for joining us. Uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about some really cool things with DC stuff. Batman Day is coming up, so we want to kind of dive in and talk about some Batman stuff. Wish list, you would say, basically. Yeah. Episode of that. I know we've done wish list before in the past. That's been our thing. And today, since it being a Batman Day type of theme, we're going to get drive dive into that. Talk about some cool Batman stuff we want to see happening within the... We're gonna say the Robert Pattinson verse, and then the Batman at the Ben, <laughs> Batman Affleck, the Ben, the Batfleck, the Batfleck verse. You would say. <laughs> so uh, let's get into it. Uh, far as pertaining to Batman, Pat- Batman Patterson. Oh so gosh. what he's trying to say is that as we're gonna look into uh, first, we're gonna do fan casting for Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman universe, which is based on the Batman movie directed by Matt Reeves. Yes. I thought I'll just let you take over from there. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, from the Batman movie coming up. Now, we did see the trailer. We talked about that in the last episode of Reject Rundown. Awesome trailer. Love, love the direction it's going in. Uh, what me and Uncle RJ here kind of thought about it being a, a nice direction or a nice involvement into the storyline with them involving the Court of Owls being the main pivotal point. Now, we talked about Christopher Nolan and his verse of Batman with Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Christian Bale, sorry. Uh, he had Ra's al Ghul being the pinnacle point of each, the whole trilogy itself in some shape or form. So this time, let's, let's twist it up. Let's turn things around a little bit. And let's put in Court of Owls. Let's have them being involved. And now that Robert Pattinson is a little on the younger side. And the way the darkness feels and the detectiveness feels within the movie, Court of Owls, we feel like, would be a great, a great adaption in that series. Um, do you want to start with casting? Yeah, actually, I think if anything, we could do casting and also talk about where in this, like, are we doing a trilogy here? Do you want to do four movies? How well, are we gonna... I guess you would say for Court of Owls, in my opinion, uh, they would go with the trilogy. They yeah. would have to be involved in the trilogy standing. And, uh that's the question I have. It was like, to you, where would you want to end it? Would you end it with the Court of Owls as a third film? Yes. Probably like building them up little by little? Yes. Yeah. I so. would go with that. I would go with it being them building them up little by little. You have them being in the shadows in the background, especially within this first movie. You know, they're giving direction to these villains. You, you I guess you could say them being the creations of these villains, like giving them w- direction. On where to yeah. go, and they don't even know it. Even the villains themselves don't know the direction they're going in. It's just the people that are hired into it, secret society type of status, and them kind of getting the mental state of becoming a villain against Batman. So, or even at that, not even say per se against Batman, just corruption itself within the city, and you know the and major plan the chasing. It. Yeah. So that would be a cool adaption to it, and building up to it within the trilogy in the third final film. Okay, so say let's uh, start with casting in, uh, for the second movie then. Sure. And who would your main villains be for part two? For part two? You know, since we got, we already got Riddler, we already got Penguin, we already got Catwoman involved. Um, who else is involved in this next, in this first movie coming up right now? Those are the, like the main, main ones. Main I ones. can't think of anyone else. Yeah, they were going to try 
to add Joker, which I don't think they're going to get into. So I guess him being the main main villain of them all against Batman, of course, you cannot have a Batman without a Joker. So we'll go on the Joker casting. He's okay. going to be in part two, of course, if not part three, whatever. But he's going to be cast. So what me and you talked about was Joaquin Phoenix. Why not have some shape or form? Maybe them being the same storyline could happen. You know, they're at the right age. Yeah, I mean, Joaquin, they're only actually 11 years apart. Yeah. And I think that's nearly the same age as a gap difference between um, Jack Nicholson's Joker and Michael Keaton's Batman. Exactly. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Michael freaking Keaton's Batman. (laughs) Michael freaking Keaton. Yes. We're going to make that a catchphrase later on. Yes. So, yeah, that's right. They were about the same age, you know, as far as age group-wise, going against each other. So... Joaquin Phoenix being across from a Robert Patterson and acting skills, darkness skills, how this is going, I would say is right, line up right there. And they're going to ask, like, what's the possible way for that to happen? Um, pretty much the chemical, the ace chemicals thing that he falls into. Right. We didn't get to see it in the in the Joker film, so why not add it in the Batman film itself and have yep. him turn him out to be? So I'll go with that. Um, we also said Johnny Depp. You know, he's also been lingering around, being involved in a, a fan casting, possibly. Uh, I don't see why not being a Joker at all whatsoever. Now, we could, you know, with, with Johnny Depp, he's always versatile. good. Yeah, yes, that's versatile. The word, yes, yeah. That's the perfect word to say it. Yes. Because he's such a, like, crafty actor, and that's what I like about Johnny Depp is. But the one thing I can't figure out is how good with his lappy or his... Like, cause he's a good, like, how do I put it? Can't figure out his life or his talk. True. True. But I feel like he could still have that look. Yeah. And then create a laugh. I mean, Walking Phoenix created a laugh. So it's creating a certain laugh that just draws you of being, it being a psychotic type of laugh. So I don't see why Johnny Depp could not create one himself. So. It's yeah. just seeing it, seeing it to believe it is one we gotta look at it. And I agree. He uh, he has the ability of doing all these things. He's such a gifted actor. That's one thing I like about Johnny Depp. Yes, I agree. Uh, Michael Macaulay Culkin. Sorry, Michael. Michael. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin could also be From a Johnny Depp. Alone. Johnny Depp act. Johnny Depp could Joker. also be a Joker actor. Could be involved in there. Um, I like it because he seems like. One, he fell off for a while. Uh-huh. And I think if you want to really bring him back, he can actually pull this off. I've seen, uh, I could see him like doing this role justice if you need anyone to do it. Yeah, you, he could. I think this would also be a testament to himself, a good challenge for him and intriguing to the point of what can he do differently himself and what he, what can he bring to the table creatively? And show these fans that, you know, I'm not just that little child childhood actor. I am an actor. And giving us his adaption to it. And I think Macaulay Culkin's smart enough to know where the direction could be from the film. Same as my, uh, same as Johnny Depp. And create something. Create something cool. And even when he was a child actor, he came out as a villain in one of the movies with uh, the guy who played Proto. Yes. Or even um, The Good Son. Have you that's ever seen one. that one? The Good Son. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, that's right. You're the one you're talking about. The Good Son. That's the movie, everybody. If you ever look into it, 
Um, it's a movie called The Good Son. Um, it has Macaulay Culkin and yes, the guy from uh, played Frodo in Lord of the Rings when they were younger, at a young age, and you can kind of get the idea of what we're talking about. So look that up for sure. Uh, but yes, I agree with that. So that that's a good way to add that in there. Uh, who else? Bill Scars Scarsgard, which would be oh cool. the guy from It Pennywise. Yes, It Pennywise. Now he. Uh, Uncle RJ over here said his said the movie. Well, we mentioned the movie, and then I said the main actor for that one of it. You know, the actor being it himself, and I said, why not? He has already used to the paint. He has the lingo and the laugh. I mean, he did a well enough laugh in the it that made me creeped out. Uh, but he would have to go more in depth of adding volume to the laugh. And one thing is that he's already. Like you just said, he's already played a killer in a movie. You know? Yes. As Pennywise, he's right. already in that uh, that horror realm. zone. Yeah, that realm of being a horror That's what I was yes. looking for, the realm. Mm-hmm. The other thing I like about him is the voice he has when he talks as Pennywise to kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm Pennywise. Yeah. I'm, I'm your friend. Yeah. <laughs> and you think of the Joker, you could feel like he could actually do that as a Joker when Joker's talking to, like, Anyone, you know, like, right, yes. kind of like smooth things out, and then like he gets like when he gets angry, and you've seen it with him too. Flip of switch, angry, flip yes, of switch. flip of a switch, and he gets on there. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, and he can also add depth to just drawing you in when it comes to him talking and having a conversation with the person. He has that, you know, I guess demeanor in him to kind of draw you, lure you in, and then explode. So. Um, I ain't gonna lie to you. Actually, I can now imagine him and Robert Pattinson face to face. Face to face would be cool. Green hair, you know, white makeup on, smile. That would be cool. And he I, does have a good son, smile for like that type of role. Yep, he create. I mean, he created the smile itself when it came to when it came to it. So him having now, let's say, the Joker on his belt, if he's cast, would be even better. Would be yeah. even cool. I, so, I like that. Um, so let's go with uh, also, I mean, the way there's the way they're kind of putting out there, they want to add, you know, villains in the, in this case. So you can also even add Two-Face main want to be in, in, inside the movie also kind of like they did when with it the came Dark to, with the Dark Knight, Two-Face being the lawyer, you get more of a Harley, uh, Harvey Dent side of it. So fan casting wise, our opinions, uh, since Robert Pattinson, that, you know, a younger actor, you would want to put what we figure Zach Efron, give him a good lawyer type of status. I think he would, builds up to that. He has like a good presence, like how do you say presentable presence? Presence, good, yeah. He's very present, like very presentable. If you look at him, mm-hmm. he kind of gives me that lawyer's yes vibe of a Harvey Dent, right? And he's it can be harsh, could be like stern and firm when it comes to like his talking at yeah. one point. And at that, like, he has, uh, like, alter ego, you would say, himself. So he can kind of flip and lash out. And people are like, what the heck's wrong with you? Zach Efron could do something like that. It would be pretty cool. And so. that's something we, it's kind of like you want to test his limits. Mm-hmm. See where he could go. Right. Because Two-Face is a very tough character to pull off. Because even till today, I, you know, when we saw him in uh, The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. the guy was still just one, the same character throughout the whole thing. He wasn't. Never changed from being Harvey Dent. Very true. It, it, especially when it came at the end of the movie. It, even if he was Two-Face at that point, 
he just he was just broken down mentally. So it wasn't necessarily him battling himself in the sense of being two different people with two different voices within one body. It was just him finally coming out and saying, you know, this, you know, this is me. I'm not really this, you know, goody two shoe guy. I'm angry now. And the world is dark period. And kind of like the split personality. Right. Yes. And that's one thing you need is somebody who could like, when uh, Two Face comes out, you want him to be able to make you believe that oh, he's a mafia guy now, you know? Right. And he just could just flip, flip the switch. Yes, I agree. And actually, being now speaking on fan casting, now we're going to talk about the next cast cast meet. We would want fan cast. We would want to put on there, Shia LaBeouf. I mean, this dude, Shia LaBeouf, has have in my opinion has in my time of watching TV series and movies and stuff have been one of the main actors in this industry. To be very, how you say, chameleon-like. He can adapt to anything when it comes to films. He's done Transformers. He did even Stevens. He Indiana did Jones. Indiana Jones. He did freaking Eagle Eye. Like you can. He did like a recent movie where he was like a uh, bootlegger, I believe. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and Tax Collector too. Just recently, also came out. So it was like you have so many different varieties within one person. For him to pull off a psychedelic type of person and flip and flop going back and forth Shia LaBeouf is perfect I'm, I would say perfect in that aspect I, I'm actually wanting to let him to go with Shia LaBeouf yeah because you know me when I heard when you wanted to cast him as redhead I was like no <laughs> right but when you were like you know we thought of him we saw uh, we were looking at fan casting and yes. he showed up right you're like you know I like that idea and I was like mm-hmm. it Kind of fits them. It, it seems like if you can't get Zach Efron, right. try Shia. Exactly. So it would just, it kind of fits him perfectly now at his at his state state of mind. I think Shia LaBeouf is starting to come out um, his shell a little bit as far as what, you know, his troubles that he's kind of went through. And then he understands where he's at mentally for his roles. And I think with, with movies like these, and especially Batman films, because Batman films have always been of a dark setting, so they have to go in depth of, you could say, the anger within the person, the mental state of a person. So nowadays, these actors have, my opinion, should be having some type of support system. Talking with the therapist afterwards, during the film, making sure they understand that this is only a role and, you know, I, I don't just, get too driven into it. Exactly. You know, we've seen many actors fall in that state, you Especially know. Especially for when it comes to the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like Heath Ledger. Yeah. Um, who else was there? Jared Leto kind of like fell off a little bit. Right. Where there were some indications on that right when, uh, during the filming itself. I'm not sure about fucking Phoenix. I think he's like one of the few who actually controlled it. I think he understood him having a therapist around know, and kind of uh, getting in depth in there. Dr. Pennywise himself. Yes. Oh, during lost. the film. During yeah. it, yes, he did. He also got lost. So it's like these actors are smart enough now to know that they need some type of support system afterwards to, so they don't like, fall get behind. Them out. Yes. So Shia LaBeouf would be perfect and I think he can dive into that really well. And he's smart enough to know that I need I'm gonna have I'm gonna need that support system around me. Too. So yeah. I'd be cool with that. So that'd be, I guess you would say, my number one choice out of, out of the three. But the third one, Jer- Jeremy Irving. Yes. Right? And where was, where is he from? I can't even think. I just saw his face <laughs> and I was like, you know, this guy looks like he could be a good two-face. Looked it up. Hold on. Let's look him up. Jeremy Irving. 
Let's see where this guy's from. According to Wikipedia, Jeremy William Frederick Smith, better known as Jeremy Irvine, is an English actor who made his film debut in the epic war film War Horse. War Horse. There you go. You heard it, you heard it from Google himself. Uh, war Herself. Horse. <laughs> Herself. Yes, sorry. Herself. Uh, from War Horse. So I think he was the main actor in War Horse. Um, if you guys have watched that, I myself have not. But I've seen the trailers. I think it was one of the movies that I was looking into seeing. Um, but you know, the look of him, I guess you could say going across from, from a Robert Pattinson being a young actor, um, driven type of status, lawyer status when it comes to you seeing him in the suits and stuff. So I guess you can, you know, throw his hand in the ring and then see where it goes from there. And how long ago was War Horse anyway? War Horse was 2012. Now, what's he been doing? Is he still alive? Maybe? Well, he, I hate to ask that. But. Uh, still alive, yes. As far as movies, he's made, you know, I guess straight to DVD type of movies. We got uh, Beyond the Reach. He's played across from Michael Douglas. So he's been in the ring. Mamma Mia. He was in Mamma Mia, hmm. which is obviously a fan favorite. Um, so he's probably just been like second um, yeah. actor. Yeah. You know, being the, being a co-star. I guess so you'd say. this one didn't hurt him at all. No. This would actually be a big jump for him, too. Exactly. You know, just a good setup. Every actor has been put on there. As long as you get the right director to kind of have faith within their st- their setting, you can go from there. Um. So, yeah, you can do Jeremy Irving um, in that setting. This would just be a good jump for him. I think which is more intriguing to see where he does when it comes to can you play a two-part type of role within one person. Yeah, at that, and so. that's you know he uh, for him like I said before, this would be a breakthrough role for him mm-hmm. because it'd be testing him to see can you come back to the A list status, the, yeah, right, or he's still gonna be a straight to DVD type of person, yeah, or like cool uh, background actor, oh, right, exactly. And when it comes to a two faced type of role, you're gonna have to step it up. You're going to have to step it up. It's a main villain going across from Batman, of course, and you're a fan favorite type of villain. You're going to be seen well often. So you got to put, you know, put your feet in on that on the ground and say, I can yeah. do this. So, yeah, go with that. Uh, moving on. Court of Owls. Uh, now, you normally, I guess we're hearing a lot of Court of Owls when it comes to TV series. You're hearing them in uh, video game series, animated series. They're starting to get momentum. You know, coming into came out in a movie. I think an animated movie. An animated movie. So it's like you get yes, yeah. Uh, it was Batman versus Robin. Yeah, that's the that one. was the one. So you know, uh, you get you're getting they're getting their feet wet. They're getting their you know getting the momentum going into it and coming to theaters. Like we said in the beginning, Robert Pattinson verse. This would actually be a good setting for them to kind of be well involved of uh, being that secret society type of you know villains. You would say uh, for you know, Gotham itself. So when it comes to Court of Owls, they've always had that main soldier to do the dirty work and being the main guy, not being the main henchman, of course, like a Raza Gould status, more like a main soldier, like uh, a dead, uh, not what's Deathstroke, right? Deathstroke. Like, yeah. Kind of like a Deathstroke. Like hired. Hired a gun type of status. So uh, main soldiers, as far as casting is concerned, we got Taron Taren Egerton from where? Oh, he's the guy from uh, that spy movie. He Let's played uh, Elton John. 
Oh, Kings, yeah, Kings, uh, dang it. Kingsman. I, Kingsman. Yes, Kingsman. That is the movie. Sorry, guys. I'm over here thinking I had troubles with this gentleman before, and I'm like, gentleman movie. No, it wasn't the gentleman, Kingsman. That's what it was. Since he had trouble with them, I mean, they had like a scuffle. Now. Yeah, a scuff, yeah, a scuffle, <laughs> and I ended up whooping him. But, you know, that's what it was. <laughs> but, yeah, Kingsman. Uh, you guys well know for him, also played, also played, uh, Rocket. Rocket Man. Yeah, he played Elton John in oh. his uh, biopic. 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 Right. So you got him. He could be a main soldier. He's done Robin Hood. Especially because he could be. He could come out there. You want somebody who could work with the mask off and with the mask on, like somebody who correct. He would talk to you. You could like visualize the speeches that they had between him and Patterson. Yes. Probably they're like good friends at the beginning of the film. Right. That could be and true. And then little by little, he, Patterson keeps running into this mysterious figure with the, the Court of Owls mask right. on and all these crimes are happening and he keeps escaping from them and you're yeah. like, at the end, you know, it's him. He's exactly. just urging for the fight to go down. Just because he knows his, knows his, uh, traits. So he knows what he can do, what he's thinking of, and what he stop type of thing like that. So that's true. So yeah, I will go with that. That's a good casting part of it. You got Daniel Ratliff, am I right? Harry Potter himself. Harry Potter himself. That's actually a, a villain, you know, coming about. Daniel's been playing across uh, from being a good co-star. Or I mean, the, the I guess the main actor being the hero. So now going into being the main villain, I don't see why not. Uh, going against Robert Pattinson, they their their chemistry is good. They they were in Harry, Harry Potter, Potter together. Uh, Goblet of Fire, I think it was. Correct, something like that. Yes, it was Goblet of Fire. You are right. So it's you know you, they're already well. I guess they know each other well enough to kind of understand each other when it comes to the film. So this would that would be even a decent pick. Um, James McAvoy even. I like Pro- James McAvoy. He'd be professor like himself. Split. You know, he's played so many different roles. He's a great actor. Um, I don't see why not. This would evolve a lot more fighting from him, though, I think. He's done a good amount when he played and Wanted. Oh, true that. Very true. That's yeah, he played a good amount of Wanted. It was, you know, it was more of a gun himself. show. That's yeah. the one thing I like about him is that... He's one of those actors that carry you in the film. Yes, I agree. So I think that's exactly what I feel like he didn't want it. He carried the film. He carried other actors. Even Angelina For, Jolie at like the point. That was his first film, wasn't it? One of his face, yes, one of his first main films of being the main actor. Yes. So, and he did well. He did very well with Angelina Jolie being a co-star. Um, this movie had Morgan Freeman in it. Morgan Freeman in it, yes. So you yeah. had... Uh, well, that's pretty much it. Those would be the main three actors. You had the father or whatnot, um, being involved in it, but he wasn't really in and out of a movie like that. You even had, what's his face, um, from Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. There you go. He played that dude that was like with his girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cheating on him with his girlfriend. So, I mean, James McAvoy, his resume is well known. He can carry a movie. He can put him, like, put his two cents in. So, for me, being the main soldier within the Court of Owls and having that devilish, not devilish, I'm sorry, I want to say it like that, having that evilish of his ideas are better than others, kind of like split, would be even, would be good. And you also realize one thing is the way his chemistry with Michael Fessenberg is. Yeah. In uh, X-Men, you could have that same chemistry with Robert Pattinson, but reverse. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. 
Yes, I he agree. He could like talk to him about like the Batman's views and everything, and one mm-hmm. would be like, you know, I'm defending Batman. The other one's like, no, you know, Batman's not doing the thing he's supposed to, and right. he's just taking the law under his belt, oh, and we gotta, you know, take it down. Exactly. Yes. So, being the main soldiers, those will be our fan cast por- portions of it. Um, head of the court. Now, you always have to have the main head honcho, the main guy, even at the court of the tables. There's, there's always, you know, it's a council. So there's going to be many other, you know, stars, co-stars that are going to be involved. But you have to have that main one that is in charge of the whole group. My opinion, uh, for the Court of Owls, I would go with Sterling K. Brown. Now, you may know him as, uh, in Wakanda. Okay. If you guys watch Black Panther, he was the brother. He was Michael B. Jordan's dad. That's that's who he played as. Okay, mm-hmm. you saw him in the beginning of the movie explaining it. He was part of that. Um, if you are ladies, of course, you uh, remember the TV show This Is Us. He's in that movie. You know, he, uh, which other one? O.J. Brown. I think not O.J. Brown. I'm sorry. Um, O.J. Simpson trials on FX. He was the lawyer in that one. So he has a very good background. He's getting there he's you know he's a well-known actor i think for him being the head this would actually just be giving him a a a light and shine he he can have that look of his ideas are better than what's necessary or what's going to happen and for the fact of court of owls being the secret society of into you know putting into plan of having his master plan being revealed at the end. That's the type of actor that you need. So I think Sterling K. Brown, in my opinion, is perfect for that type of role. And for me, I'd have to go with two different actors go ahead. for that role. Um, to me, for Court of Owls, if you're going to have somebody, a secret society who's been around for like ages and ages, I guess, I would think why not two actors who could pretty much fill the role of guys who have known the Wayne family, like mm-hmm. Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne? Mm-hmm. So to me, it came out to be uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Right. Professor X and Magneto. Yes. Yes. And the way they carry themselves, especially with them two talking to each other, mm-hmm. um, I could want to, I would like to see them talk to like uh, Alfred in the movie and see like how that works out between them. So with their interactions with Alfred, I'll be interested to see that because oh, true, Alfred. that means that they would have known uh, Alfred from like they could have connections. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Especially because Alfred's supposed to be British, and yeah. those two are, I believe, they're both British. Or I think or English, or French. I forgot. Right. True. Very true. So imagine that type of connection and them knowing the Wayne family and Bruce Wayne having some type of fun, uh, like. Looking at them like if they were uncles to them or something like that type of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And then finding out that they're behind his parents' death. Yeah. Yeah. And I never seen Patrick Stewart play bad guy. I know that he was a, a lot of fan casting had him as Mr. Freeze and like the old All movies. the old set of settings yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, you could have back in the day if you would have had Michael freaking Keaton uh, verse of it. You could have <laughs> Patrick Stewart in there. <laughs> So, I guess you could say that. Yeah. That's right, everybody. When you mention his name, you got to respect it. That's right. Michael freaking... Ah, see, Michael freaking Keaton, Keaton. man. Um, but, yeah, that's that'd be a good setup for that. Now, when it comes to another villain, I guess you would say involvement, 
what we, uh, my opinion is what needs to come into a movie is a Mr. Freeze. I think Mr. Freeze needs to hit the big screen again and get a better adaption than what we got with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, uh, casting based off of, you can put it as a similar story to the animated verse, uh, in the animated series that we've seen, the Batman. Um, now being the main actor, I guess with fan casting wise, Michael Fensberger, Fensberger, <laughs> Fensder. Yeah, Fensberger. I think it's Fenzer. Fens, Fenzer. Fensbender. Sorry. Michael Fensbender. My bad. Magneto. Magneto. My bad. You can port Magneto on me. I don't really care. My fault. That's my bad. Remember, we're rejects. We, yes. We all know the names. Yeah, see? We work hard on them as it is. <laughs> so you could, he could act, he looks good as far as being bald, uh, being bald and being Mr. Freeze cast wise. And when you showed the picture, uh, that was good. His acting abilities, like his way to, to make you feel sad for him when something bad was happening, like in Magneto, and I think it was part two of his role as Magneto or Apocalypse, where like his daughter gets killed and you could feel the emotion of him. Yeah, yes. And I think you need somebody with so emotionally driven to be Mr. Freeze. Right, exactly. And he is well, well adapted. I mean, this guy did, in my opinion, well when it came to the alien version, uh, when he did Prometheus, he did, uh, the other, ah, I forgot the other alien movie. There's so many different names for those, but, um, he's did well in that series. So it's, he's a great actor. I think him being a Mr. Freeze, he has that, you know, um, lingo. He has that adaption to where he draws you in. So I think that's, that'd be a great, great point and to be in Mr. Freeze. Like my top choice. Yeah. And he's intelligent, plays an intelligent role really well. So I'm good with that. Now, why would you want Mr. Freeze against with the quarter balls, though? Would it be that they kind of, like, messed them up? Like, could, could you blame them for what happened? Yes. I think I think in this case scenario with the Mr. Freeze, now, if you really look at the story of Mr. Freeze, it he was, what he's trying to do is find a cure for his wife, right? So, and the, and the reason behind him wanting to find a cure for his wife he was neglected on doing scientific research to find a cure for his wife. So now he has to do it on his own and kind of have to do things to get the answer. So when it comes to the Court of Owls, it could be them just giving him direction and saying, you know, we're going to do this for you to help you out for your wife so you can cure your wife since society itself is saying no to you. You're going to work for us now. So now it's, he's not necessarily a hired gun because he wants to be evil. He's a hired gun just because he's in the concept of, I want to save my wife. That's my main focus. I don't want to hurt people because I'm enjoying it. I want to save my wife. So I got to do what's necessary to do that. I think that's one thing when it comes to this setting of a Robert Patterson verse, you have to have the understanding of a Mr. Freeze. In this, and I feel like this is the <clears throat> right world for Mr. Freeze to exist in. Yeah. Um, to me, the thing I would do with Freeze is kind of like this exactly what happened with them in the movie verse, uh-huh. in the cartoon. I mean, uh, I think he was working for some uh, scientist company or a school, and they kind of like fired him. Okay. And I forgot what the accident is. He falls right into a batch of chemicals that turns him into Mr. Right. Freeze. Right. Right. Uh, Helping his, uh, you know, wife out. Right. I think it would be crazy if in the whole entire film, Mr. Freeze is chasing the main 
bad guy of the Court of Owls. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne doesn't even know it. Bruce okay. Wayne thinks that, like, you know, you're chasing my best friend. I had to stop you. Yeah. Before you kill him. Okay. And his best friend is the reason why Mr. Freeze is who he is. So imagine the tables turn where Michael Fessenberg is uh, Mr. Freeze chasing after James McAvoy. Hey, that that's a good set up there. I didn't see that coming. That's and then a good you setup. have Patrick Stewart and Ian McCullen in that movie too. Bad guys. <laughs> there you go. You all four of those guys in the same room. Okay. Pretty much getting frozen by Mr. Freeze probably at the end. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a good setup. So, yeah, that actually not, that's a bad idea. I will go with that. That's not a bad idea. Okay. Cool. That's a good setup. Uh, who else we can cast in there? Okay. Other castmates you can say. We figured, uh, Eddie Redmayne, uh, now Eddie Redmayne, if no people have known, uh, Fantastic Beast, the Harry Potter series, um, the pre prequel series, uh, he's he's that guy that's trying to catch the beast, right? Correct. Yeah. He's that actor. So he, my opinion, he's, he's well known. He's, you know, he's, he has an accent, of course, sorry, (laughs) he has that English accent. So he, him and, you know, being involved with James McAvoy, Daniel Radcliffe or even turn Egerton, you know, having that accent with the, any collaborations with each other. That's also even decent too, as well. Um, and even last but not least, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Now this gentleman here is due for another role in the, in the type of cinematic universe. I would say since he died as Quicksilver in the MCU verse, he needs a good setup. Him being a Mr. Freeze, could give him that setting for it. He also himself is British, if I'm not mistaken. That I don't even know. Or Australian. He's like, yeah, you might have to look that yeah. up. Yeah, he's he's something. I know that guy is. <laughs> he's, something. he's something. He's something. He's not from here. <laughs> he's not from here. <laughs> he's not American. He's not American. He don't he don't like the American burgers like we do. But you know, I I think that it would be a good a good setup for him to be coming back and being a villain at that. Yeah, English actor. Oh, okay. So, like, almost everybody we chose is English for Mr. Freeze. Yeah, came from the United Kingdom. So, this dude this dude could also be involved in that. And that's actually, you know, a scientific role, being a smart butt. He's also a little bit on the younger side. So, you can kind of say he is fresh off of um, college university? Gr- university, college graduate. You know, him and his Probably just recently married wife. his wife. Exactly. Probably a high school sweetheart. There you go. The marriage, the video and everything. And then right. next thing you know it, um, she ends up having this disease that he's probably been studying on for a while. Exactly. That they both have been studying. Yeah. You know, and that's how they kind of set it up to where they're in love and stuff. And I would like to, you know, the one thing about Freeze is I would hope that if they do it, that they create that uh, little, like, um, snow globe type of thing where he could like look at her and it's like he built a oh, spins like it spins and it looks just like his wife. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that'd be the perfect thing to just, you know, have a moment where he's like always looking at that spinning globe. Yeah. I, I would, yeah, exactly. I think though, I think now how technology's kind of gone better, it would be more of a holographic. Oh, so okay. him, you know, him having some type of like a little, Little or a video chip. that's just monitoring her. That too. Or, I would, you know, like a little chip pops up and it's her just in the little globe and spinning around and stuff like that. And it's snowing and stuff. So, yeah, you know, be even better. So, it just, it's, he's just due for one. Mr. Freeze, as, you know, in the Batman verse, he's due for a freaking. Especially redo. after Batman and Robin. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, Schwarzenegger was good. Don't get me wrong. Arnold was okay. But I mean, we, yeah, we, I didn't have a bad issue with that. It's just the direction. It yeah, it was like my problem was he wasn't too emotional at all. He wasn't there too you sad. You couldn't. He didn't feel for him because the whole time he's dropping one-liners and laughing and everything. And you're exactly. like, Mr. Freeze, you want to feel Mr. Freeze's pain throughout the whole film. I mean, you didn't get no pain from him until the end of the movie when it came to him wanting to cure his wife. And then uh, him and George Clooney going, like, having that lingo back and forth. Yeah. That, that that log right there was should have been more throughout the movie. And I think that would have been even better for him. Yes, so. exactly. Um, that's the thing is, like... One thing I've always, Mr. Freeze has always been one of my favorite. Actually, yeah. he is my favorite villain because of his emotional state and the fact that he's not really doing it because he wants to like commit crime or anything. He's doing it for luck. That's one thing I think when it comes to that character per se in, in the Batman verse itself is it's not necessarily a villain villain. Like I think they got the misconstrued his direction of what he needs to get done it's it's just that misunderstanding so i think with mr freeze it's all that that should be the pinnacle point in understanding that he's only doing it for that circumstance yeah and if he has if he's being if bruce or whoever knows that can help him out and he can actually just more or less be one of those you know, not necessarily a sidekick, but just be a, an extra help. You know, hey, man, I'm, I need some scientific, scientific help with this. Do you think you can look into this and give me an answer on what this involves? Sure, why not? Or even at that, his powers. You know, one day he's knocked, you know, Batman's knocked out or whatever. Here comes Mr. Freeze coming to help out a little bit. He can help out. So I like that. I'm cool with that. Uh, anything else for the Robert uh, Patterson verse? Okay, I got a one <clears throat> casting, actually, I was thinking about. Go ahead. Because you really, one thing I want for Batman to always have is a different love interest in every film. Right, yeah. So you got Zoe Kravitz already involved in this, okay? You got Catwoman, Catwoman. his his the love interest. So who else are you involved in here? Um, one of trend? my favorite one is Vicky Vale. Who? Vicky Vale, she's a, uh, in part one of Batman 89. Uh-huh. She plays a reporter who's like, uh, has like a major crush on Batman. Oh, that, that's what they played in Michael freaking Keaton's verse. Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, all right. So a love interest in the reporter. That, now that's Bruce Wayne's love interest. Who also finds out that he's Batman. Ah, okay. So and what's gonna have a Zoe Kravitz then? You, you're gonna uh, you're gonna kick her to the side, have an argument after she gives birth to Huntress, and you're gonna say, "Hey, babe, go sit over there. You pregnant? You be over there alone." Well, I'm going to go over here and handle my business. And while I'm over here, I see this little piece of meat right here. And I'm going to go handle my oh, business. Part three, she comes back. Oh. Who? Zoe Kravitz? Yeah. Oh. So I'll keep her away from like part two, you know? Because <laughs> it seems like every time, <laughs> kick her to the curb until part three. Move, baby. You you know, you're on the chunky side right now, baby. You got to sit back. You got to relax. Have my baby. Have my Cat baby. Woman should probably try to keep it a secret from him. Okay. Got oh, that's true. That is true. And then probably in part three, Batman has more of a reason to try to stay alive against the Court of Owls. And you know what could be a storyline? And this is why I think coming into the storyline of what this this storyline is. like, I feel like a lot of people were talking about the Riddler himself being the main villain and understanding why he is who he is when we see the trailers. Is he the Hush-verse? Now, my opinion... If they've added Zoe Kravitz and if they're already adding the Batman Catwoman love interest, 
that was the that was the that was the main focus within the Hush series itself. The movie, yeah, the animated movie. They're going out with each other. They're he was starting to, you know, involve himself and be in a relationship and saying I can do this and everything, and her knowing that the side of him is always going to be putting, I guess you say not as, even if they're a villain, still trying to save him isn't her main focus and him not wanting to quit being the Batman, that could be the reason why, yeah, she steps away. She knows that. She knows she's pregnant. He's not going to step away. Even if I am pregnant, I got to remove myself from this equation and come back to him once everything kind of happens out. Yeah, that's so, my that's my thought is <clears throat> keep her out yeah. and you're back on the third one. Okay, I got you. Now does she kick? Now does she kick the reporter's butt uh, in the third film? No, I think the reporter just leaves. Like, oh, she so she hit, the... she hit, hit it and quit it. Oh, yeah. okay, so Batman's gonna hit and quit it. like he always is because he a pimp like that. <laughs> but I think okay. uh, my casting for her would be Amanda Seyfield. Uh, she came out in uh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls, Amanda yeah. Seinfeld. Seinfeld or something like that. Amanda. Oh, Seinfeld. Ted. She played the lawyer in Ted too. I think. Amanda. Let me look this up. Amanda Seinfeld. Oh, okay, yeah. She looks like she'd be a perfect. But Mamma Mia. Yeah. That's right. Okay, her too. Yeah, that's actually not bad. She could be that. She's on the, you know, she's young. She's on the young side. She's, you know, hasn't she played across from him, Robert Pattinson, before? No, uh, no, she played with Channing Tatum. Well, she didn't play with Channing Tatum. She played with Channing Tatum? <laughs> wow, she played with She came out in Sex Club. Oh, in Time, team? too. In the movie In Time with Justin yeah. Timberlake. That was actually even a good movie. So, yeah, okay. All right, I can see that. That's actually a good pick for being a reporter. And she has the ability to carry, you know, to carry herself in a film with. True. She's like a mega hitter. As I'm a woman, you know, giving that I'm a woman status, and you know, I'm not. I don't like to be played with type of stuff. So having, you know, having that empowerment within herself. So yeah, okay, that's good. I like that. Good pick, Uncle RJ. So that's pretty much my stuff for uh, for Robert Pattinson verse. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's all. Nothing else casting. I think that's actually great so far to kind of go with, um, casting wise when it comes to a Robin and all that type of stuff. I'm not. They're just yet of knowing. I feel like they're not gonna want to. I don't think Matt Reeves is thinking about introducing Robin because his Batman is particularly very young. Yeah, I don't. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah, I guess you could say not yet. I don't think this time frame, this timeline of what's where the direction is going, isn't ready for one yet. Maybe by the third film, introduce like the Grayson family. True. You know what I mean? Oh, it could be something like. I like that because if they do the third film, uh-huh. they can do introduce the Graysons at the circus and like oh Bruce Wayne and his new like his friend who came from who grew up with him who's part of the Court of Owls. Uh-huh. They both could have like gone with you know double dates to the circus. Very true. Uh, and also too, now that you're saying as you're talking, I was thinking that could be the date. You know, Zoe Kravitz has the baby. That let's say for instance, Zoe Kravitz is pregnant. She has the baby by then. They go for a circus shoot. They want to take the little one to go see the circus. Uh, double date. And then all of a sudden, you know, at the Graysons are doing their little trick and boom. You know, oh. there's a tragic incident. So, yep. and then that's what he involves of him adopting, you know. Uh, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. And saying, you know, be part of the family, stuff like that. And let's, let's get this going. But it's also be my sidekick type of thing. So, yeah. 
I like that. Good direction. So we'll, you know, we'll we'll talk about fan casting when it comes to those characters. Um, because I still think they should evolve himself with Robin. I, you know, this has to be a Robin within the Batman movie. Um, that's kind of like Star Wars. You could always come up with another trilogy after that one. You know. Yeah, that's true. Or even Batgirl. What Batgirl. if now? Now that you now saying it, old girl Seinfeld. What if in part two? She turns out to be Batgirl herself. What if there's a twist to that line? Will we be okay with a certain twist like that? Will we be fine if, let's say, Matt Reeves, instead of having Commissioner Gordon's daughter be Batgirl herself, why not have it be this reporter? So, like, this reporter is so intrigued by Batman himself and she wants a story. She loves doing this and she wa- like wants to go out there and handle stuff. And... What if her way of getting to talk with Batman is becoming a Batgirl? That would be interesting. You know what That'd I mean? Be like an interest, interesting take because then it can be first copyright uh, by Tony the Kid. But <laughs> before someone else takes it, yeah, before than, someone else takes it. But dated September thirteenth, one fifteen a.m. Movie directors take it. Yes, but you know, right? Was, but it's copyright, so you got to come to me. You got to pay me money. <laughs> pay me money. <laughs> I like that idea because. Uh, you like made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could lead to Commissioner Gordon's daughter fangirling over her, and like, let's say for some reason somehow Vicky right. Vale starts being Batgirl or Batwoman for a she becomes Oracle instead, and then now a new Batgirl comes into place. As soon as Dick Grayson starts becoming Robin, exactly. Commissioner Gordon's daughter starts becoming That's Batgirl. Th- see what I mean? It just—it's all little twists. Like when it comes to these directors, they always want to do their own take on the story, adding a twist. Like reading the comic book, okay, maybe it's the same thing what we're doing now when it comes to wish list. It's just adding a certain story, doing a certain twist. Could this work? Does this make sense? If just I would like how we did with the Court of Owls right now, exactly. and Mr. Freeze, right? So would I, me writing it out and me saying it, does it make sense to an audience type of status? I think it would. I think there'll be a good twist to a film. I don't see why not adding that twist to the film of giving you know Batgirl her own movie line when it her spinoff and having Seinfeld being the Oracle in that film and being the main you know being the main help within that like the Alfred of the group and stuff like that. So why not? Yeah, you know uh, that's a good direction to go with. I like it. I like it. I'm cool. Anything else? I can't think of anything else other than probably Joker not just appearing in the second one, but probably in the third one too. He's gonna have to in the asylum. You need the Joker. He's gonna be in the probably like asylum. He'll, he'll escape some time. Yes, he'll come out and fight him, and then even at that, he'll be in between the Court of Owls. Court of Owls wanting to, let's say, you know, their main soldier trying to contain him in the essence of being the hired gun. That didn't work out. So now they have to fix what they need to, and they involve a trip. It's a triple threat match between Batman, Cordoval, and Joker. Maybe not. You know what I would do? It would be like a surprise appearance by a Joker. Near the end, when Batman's taking the dude down and he's about to like arrest him, mm-hmm. Joker just appears and kills the old dude. Ooh. Causing Batman to realize, okay, you're out of jail. I got to go chase you down now. Okay. That was my best friend. Yeah. You killed my best friend. Okay. I was trying to like you know I wanted to take it easy on him because yeah. he's a good friend of mine, right? And I was trying to like get him away from the court of owls. The more hatred when it comes to the Joker itself. Yeah. Okay. 
That's it. That's a good twist. Because you need Joker to be that kind of like, how do you say, he has to push buttons. He does. So, yes, he needs to be that that villain that does. Just because that's who he's been. And I think that's one thing that a lot of fans loved about that. He's never, ever shy of pushing that button. Never was. Because he wants it to happen. Like, I That's the one thing I said about Joker, and I've always said it before, after I watched Hush. Uh-huh. When Joker's about to get, you know, die and Batman's about to kill him, he's like, yes, I, you know, I've been waiting for you to break your own promise, but not when I'm innocent. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'll, I'll break, you know, I'll push your buttons, and once I do, I'll be good about it, but I didn't do it. Yeah. Over here is like, I did it, come kill me. Yeah, right, exactly. Come get me. How about that? <laughs> the Joker will be like, you know, the chase is on. Yeah. Batman's at him. Being as gritty as it is, you know, there's going to be a crazy beatdown between both of them. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, that's actually good. Yeah, guys. So, that was the Robert Pattinson verse of, you know, basically the Batman <laughs> uh, for Batman Day coming up. Uh, that was our depiction of what we were like fan casting concept of the th- like the storyline for the trilogy. More likely, it's going to get a trilogy. So, this is Tony the Kid signing off. Y'all take it easy. Be safe. Thank y'all for listening. Subscribe. Let us know what else do you guys want to see when it comes to Robert Pattinson verse. Do you guys want to see different characters? Um, any depictions that you guys want to see happening throughout the trilogy? Um, and let us know. Otherwise, y'all take it easy. Be good. Uncle RJ, any final thoughts? Well, everybody, I just want to say thank y'all for you know listening to our show and being with us for nearly four or five years almost mm-hmm. soon. Uh, and also, thank you for listening to our wish list. I think that we've uh, gained a lot more creativity yes. from when we started off, right? Definitely, definitely. So, um, thank you for that. If you guys, if anyone ever has any ideas of what you want, like, you know, feel free to drop a, a comment on our uh, Instagram page or on sure. our Facebook page. Uh, just try to keep it as like clean as possible, you know? Because <laughs> we try to. Yeah, we try to. Um, but other than that, thank you all again. And as always... Hey, hey, hey. I'm a, <laughs> y'all have a reject day. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned, guys. That was part one. Uh, stay tuned for part two coming up. Y'all take it easy.